You're listening to The Driven, the podcast that gives you the news and the views, the ins and the outs on electric vehicles. The Driven is presented by Giles Parkinson, the editor of Renew Economy and The Driven websites. And it's brought to you by Ion Blue, providing 100% renewable carbon neutral energy for your electric vehicle. Hello and welcome to this latest episode of The Driven Podcast. My name is Giles Parkinson. I'm the founder and editor of The Driven, along with its uh, associated websites, reneweconomy.com and One Step Off The Grid. And joining me today is The Driven's chief reporter, um, Bridie Schmidt. Bridie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Hey. Look, it's... um. Australia's EV market is starting to show signs of real growth and for the first time in a long time we've actually got a new product just about to hit the roads here Bridie. Um, VW has basically sort of spurned Australia in recent years because it said it didn't see any point in bringing its top selling ID3 and ID4 models to a country that does not have vehicle emissions targets but one of its offshoot companies Cupra based in Spain, is about to release its first electric vehicle in Australia. Tell us what it is. So it's the Cooper Born. It's um, an all-electric hatch, and I think it'll be a really interesting addition to the Australian market. So what's like a hatch? Is that like a sort of a cross between like a sedan and, a, and an SUV? And, and, and do we actually have any electric hatches in Australia so far? Well, I mean, it, it's a hatchback, right? So it falls in the smaller... Um, segment for car sizes and we do have some all-electric hatchbacks in Australia. We've got the Nissan Leaf which has been around um, longer than the Model 3 um, although it was reintroduced in 2019. We've also got, um, we had the Renault Zoe, Um, we've got a few other little options out there but what is different about the Bourne is the size of the battery and the amount of range that it's got. Well tell us about that, How, how big is the battery and what is the range? So it's um, there. There are three variants available overseas, but uh, Cooper has decided that it's just going to introduce the larger battery option to begin with. Uh, looking at the Australian market, and um, you know, p- people wanting to know that they've got that extra range. Uh, we have less charging infrastructure, so that makes sense. So this one has uh, eighty-two kilowatt hours total capacity, seventy-seven kilowatt hours usable capacity. That's, um, that's, that, a, that's a pretty big, that's a pretty battery, pretty big battery big for, battery for, for a, a small car. Yeah, it is, yes. I mean, that's, that's what I thought. I mean, my, um, I, um, you got a Model 3 and I've got a Model 3 and they're both yeah, like 50 kilowatt hour. 50 that's kilowatt right. Hour, or those, your, yeah. Yours might be 55, isn't it? Because it was a more recent model. But um, gee, the Cupra's, yeah, well above. Okay, tell us the range. Well, yes, well, the range um, is rated in sort of European terms, uh, which is the WLTP rating for 548 kilometres, which in real world terms is still going to mean, you know, in the high 400s, you know, we're talking about 480, 490 kilometres per battery charge, which is pretty significant. That's longer than what my Model 3 will do. Um, and yeah, like you said, it, it's, 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 it's a big battery. Now, the car's got short overhangs, but I haven't looked at, like, the actual wheelbase length yet, but it's classed as a hatch, so it's technically a small car. <laughs> and what sort of price are they talking about? 
Well, they they haven't dropped specific pricing yet, but there has been a ballpark thrown out there of somewhere in the 50,000s up to the low 60,000s, and I suspect we'll be looking at the upper end of that given the price rises that we've seen across the board in the auto market, but particularly um, in EVs and, of course, all the sorts of uh, inflation and what have you going on around the world. So that means then that it'll qualify for the various rebates that are offered in, in most states, or it might, it might be a close run thing in Queensland, maybe. I think we'll be lucky to see it fall under the threshold in Queensland. But yeah, it should get the $3,000 rebate in South Australia, Victoria and New South Wales. Okay, now you had a bit of a look at the car. I don't think um, I don't think you didn't get to drive it. Did, did you even get to open the doors at the um, at the uh, at the press event in no. um, in Sydney? <laughs> the security people kept telling me off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wind down the window, the, even. <laughs> I tried to open the um, the 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 charging port, and I got told off, and I'd left fingerprints on it. And anyway, um, no, that it was locked. And when you looked inside, it still had you know some bare wires and things because it still it was a testing uh, model. Um, and what I was told was that there are a few little tweaks still to be made with regards to um, seat belts or something like that. And something or, to do or, with or maybe even having seats. <laughs> <laughs> well, it had seats. <laughs> maybe that's where they put the battery. Oh dear. Okay. Um, so, what does it look like? I mean, does it look kind of like um, what sort of what sort of um, interior or performance or ride are we expecting it to be? Is it going to be sort of Nissan Leaf-like? Is it going to be like zippy like a Tesla? Is um, any sort of indication? Look, I think it's going to be somewhere between your Leaf and your Tesla. Um, the uh, the quickest acceleration that you'll get in that born range is six point six um, seconds per uh, from zero to a hundred. So that's half a second slower than the latest Tesla Model Three. Um, but I think that the sort of the the standard um, option for acceleration is in its in the late seven seconds mark. So it's not, you know, it, it's not do a drag race at the traffic lights kind of fast, but it's still going to be, you know, it's still going to have a nice amount of takeoff for a little hatch. Well, look, that's right, yeah, and it's probably going to be quicker than um, most of the fossil fuel cars that um, anyone has driven up till now. So I think people new to EVs um, are going to be pleasantly surprised by the, the speed. Although, I mean, we have to say um, we haven't driven it yet. We haven't even looked inside. <laughs> no, that's right, yeah. But it does. It, it does look like um, it's going to stand out from the crowd. Um, I mean, the Cooper brand itself is is new to Australia. We, I got picked up from the airport in in one of their um, one of their ice cars. I think the Fermentor, and we were driving through the city, and someone, you know, walking across the road took a double take, like, "What? What the hell is this?" So, um, you know, put that together with uh, an electric motor underneath the floor, and uh, that's it's going to be, uh, I think, something interesting out there on the roads. Good stuff. Lena, you did a couple of interviews with some of the uh, senior Cooper executives, which are sort of flown out from Spain from the event, um, or I presume it was from Spain that they flew out from the event. Why, yeah, don't you introduce yeah. the, um, why don't you introduce the first one? Yeah, so I got to speak to um, Dr. Werner Tietz, who is the VP for Research and Development for Cooper Global. And I asked him what he's looking forward to in introducing the Bourne to Australia. 
I mean, uh, for us, uh, Australia is a perfect market uh, as a next step uh, after Europe. And uh, the Bourne is, in our opinion, also fits perfectly to the market because it's a, a car which makes fun to drive. It's a sporty uh, uh, setup of the car. So we try to tune the car in a way that driving makes fun, that drives like a go-kart. Yeah. And uh, th that people can enjoy the car, especially in the, in the urban environment. So it's the, there's been a couple of bonds here for quite some months now, mm -hmm. haven't there? And there's been extensive testing done. So is that would it be right to say that there's Australian-specific tuning? Uh, so the, the, the chassis tuning is not, not specific for Australia, but we had to check uh, all the, the behaviour uh, related to temperature. Also the road conditions are different, so we always try to test the yep. cars and territory before we release them to the market. And did you make, need to make any changes to...? There are some, some legal changes we have to do. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the retention system, for example, has to be adopted, and there are some, some crash regulations we have to adopt the cars for which are different to, to Europe. Right, okay. Sorry, was that the suspension or retention? Retention. retention. What does that mean? So the, the seat belts uh, ah, and, and the yeah. top tether system, there are different regulations in yeah. the Australian market. Okay, all right then. And so we, we don't actually know which um, particular variants we'll have here in Australia yet. That's not been announced. I think it's clear we will we will uh, launch the car with uh, with a large battery with uh, 82 kilowatt hours and 170 kilowatt power uh, on the electric engine. Okay, so just one variant. We will start yeah. with one yeah. variant. So the and, and, that, and that's yeah. rear wheel drive. Rear wheel well? drive, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So will we see? Do you think um, the different size batteries in the future? It depends on the reaction of the market. So we, we think that the uh, longest range makes sense to, for the introduction of electric cars because people are always concerned about range. But um, in the future, if people are asking for a just, just, just use case in an urban environment with short uh, uh, travel distances, then, then we think we can do that uh, also with a smaller battery. Yeah, depends great. on the market. Yeah. Um, and I mean, some people describe it as a hot hatch. Um, would you put it in that category or what? Yeah, for us it's a hot hatch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes a lot of fun. It makes yeah. a lot of fun. Actually, yeah. I'm driving one with 170 kilowatts and it's completely fun. If you, if you drive in, in small cities or, or, or towns, you can really enjoy. Yeah, great. So, so who do you think, like, have you sort of like scoped out the competitors on the Australian market yet? I think there is no competitor in that segment so far um, because we are uh, uh, above the volume and uh, s s just below the premium segment and in this segment you don't find uh, any competition in, yeah. in the market. And the, the, the smaller cars you see are, are for s shorter distances and, and uh, with less performance. That's so, a good point because so uh, the, the Mini is yeah. maybe in that sector but it's a very short range. I don't talk about competitors. No, of course we don't. <laughs> <laughs> <But> I can. <laughs> um, so I have been told, um, and I, I think uh, uh, Ben Wilkes announced that there's been a lot of interest already. Mm -hmm. um, what sort of orders volume are you thinking you'll be able to fill? Actually, we want to sell 1,600 cars this year yep. already, and yep. uh, this should go up to we think the market is ready for 7,000 cars a year. Great, okay, uh, cool. This is our ambition. Yeah, sure, <laughs> yeah. Um, the market is always something different, but it's, uh, yeah. So what, what is, because um, obviously 
Australia is the first market for Cupra outside Europe, is that no, right? No, we are also in South America and Mexico. Right, okay. And for the Born, will it be the first market yes. outside Europe? Yeah. And so what was the decision for Cupra to do that? It's because we're such a, you know, we're so far behind on electrification. Yeah, but actually the prognosis for Australia changed a lot over the, over the last months. Uh, so in, in February we had a prognosis for 2030, which was saying that electrification will go up to 25, 25, 30 yeah. percent. But now the new, uh, newest prognosis go up to 45 percent already in 2030. This is uh, why we think the market is ready for, for the launch yeah. of electric cars. And yeah. let's see, yeah? Yeah, yeah, sure. We have a chance. Yeah, that's right, <laughs> exactly. And, and so, I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're um, looking forward to seeing the ID series here, of course, as well. But what, what's the Cupra got? that's different to the, the Volkswagen IDs? It's just our ambition to launch the car. That's the only difference. And in terms of sort of um, performance or um, sort of the market that you're targeting? Maybe that's a question for, um, for, for the sales and yeah. marketing guy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you, you can ask Kai yeah. later. <laughs> well, tell me, tell, me about, tell me about the, um, the, the DCC and the ESC. What, what do they stand for and what are they about? I mean, the, the ESC on, on our cars, we have uh, the standard setup where the uh, car is completely uh, stabilized. And then you have the sport uh, version, the ESC sport, where the car allows a decent angle of movement yep. <laughs> before yep. it's catched. Okay, yep. And uh, then on the, on the high performance versions, we also offer ESC off, but this is not for, for public roads, but uh, if you want to enjoy the car on a track or in, on closed roads right, okay. or on, on gravel, you, know, you can uh, uh, do something. And the DCC is stabilizing the car, so it's, it's uh, preventing the movement of the car, yep. and therefore the car has a really sporty character, and it's also supporting the direct steering of the car. Okay. And what, what other engineering sort of angles with the Cooper Born are you, do you think stand out? Um, I think the, uh, the, the chassis and the electric performance are, are the, the major ones and the design for sure. So this is our um, major differentiation, the performance of the car and, and the design. Yeah. Okay. And, and will we see any um, dual motor Borns in the future? Do you think? Uh, on the Bourne side, not. Right. On the Bourne side, not. Yep. But the, uh, we will announce some, some other cars today, uh, which were announced in Terramar some weeks ago. And uh, on these cars, you will see uh, uh, four-wheel drive as well. So any electric Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ones? For, sure, electric? for sure. For right, sure. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, and what's the time frame uh, for those? Uh, everything will be launched uh, in Australia in 25. Uh, yep. In Europe, uh, we start uh, beginning of 24. And that was uh, Dr. Werner Tietz from um, Cooper Bourne. Um, Bridie, you've got another interview. Why don't we just throw straight to that one? Yeah, I also got a chance to talk to Cooper Global's um, Head of Sales and Marketing, Kai Vogler. And I started by asking him, what has Cooper got planned for the Bourne and also for future all-electric cars in Australia? So let me maybe start with, with the brand. We are launching the brand now. But we will soon, not on day one, but we will soon also bring the Cupra Bond to Australia. As probably my colleagues already said, so we'll start the production quarter four this year. Yep. So I'm very, very hopeful that we will see the first bonds here beginning of next year. And I think when I look at Australia as a market, so far the number of charging points and, and 
and the density of electric mobility is not that high. But if I look at the projections over the next few years, I think it has the potential to really go go steeply up. And, and this is what we are building also our projections on. So I think there will be a massive demand, and, and, and this demand we want to facilitate. I mean, for us, for us, it's it's the first fully electric model in our range, the first of a lot more to come over the next few years because our ultimate goal is probably much faster than, than other brands in the group to be fully electric by 2030 and the Born will mark the first step for us on, on that way, so also in Australia. Um, yeah, that's, that's where we take it from. So what, what do you see, do you see any difficulties with entering the Australian market? There's a, still a lot of misunderstanding from a lot of drivers in Australia about you know are electric cars you know suitable for everyday use can we charge them can our grid deal with the extra charging all that sort of thing mm. what do you see other challenges and how will Cupra convince Australians to buy the Bourne so first of all, I think our car itself is, is hopefully convincing because the way our brand is inter interpreting electric cars is probably much different from other brands. But I don't want to talk about other brands. I'd like to talk more about our brand because we think, for me, sometimes electric cars is a very, very rational decision. So this, this entire trend mobility is to take me from A to B in a very, very easy, low-cost and sustainable way, and therefore I don't care what I use. Our approach is different. We say there is still a market for people who love driving cars that are emotionally attached and attracted by their car. And this is the space where we come in. So I think in the product itself, from the design, from the driving behavior, should actually fulfill all these, these expectations from customers that love to drive the cars. Now, when it comes to the usability and affordability, I mean, number one, what we see from a lot of other countries is Electric vehicles are actually taking up when you have certain government incentives in place that are easy to understand and easy make make a big difference. I myself lived quite some time in Norway when when the Norwegians started implementing mm -hmm. electric mobility and they had, I don't know, they had the, the tax incentives, they had uh, cash incentives, they had incentives like using the bus lane and that actually made, made e-vehicles fly. So I think this is part of, of the game. And the second part, and all the questions you are asking are questions that we are asking ourselves when you bring something new to the market. And the first thing is you discuss a lot with your dealers that are in contact with the customers every day. And I said, isn't the infrastructure a big problem? And they said, well, infrastructure, a lot of people have the ability to charge at home. They are not driving that, that high distances. So infrastructure is important, but probably because of the opportunity to charge at home. It should be, it should be doable from day one on. Um, and I think these are... These are the barriers, and in terms of driving, um, I mean, you probably the appetite comes with eating. I would say. I think when you see the first cars on the street, and when you get something like like a pull from just this massive increasing numbers cars on the street, I think then you will you will see that that the cars are moving. And in, is uh, Cooper looking at um, any ways of? Uh, assuring people about the charging side of things? Will there be any sort of complimentary free charging or any offers to do with uh, wall charges for their homes? Any, anything like that? I mean, we will most likely join forces with, with the group here. We not only have Cooper, we have all the other brands. So yeah. when it comes to charging cards, yeah. infrastructure and everything, 
we will offer something together with our dealers and the group that makes it easy because as you say selling an electric car is the car plus the infrastructure around to operate it mm-hmm. but you probably have to to discuss it a bit more in detail with my with my local counterpart here that that knows all the offers but yes of course when we bring a car to the market we we will make sure that they are offers around easy easy to understand and implement yeah and um and who's the target audience do you think for the born well the born target audience is not so different from the from the typical customer audience that, that we have i mean we have a much younger target customer than other group brands so our target customers is in, in the early 40s in europe in europe but also but also here i yeah. mean can't do the math because we are not here but that's yeah. that's our assumption as well yeah. and, and i think that will be also the target customer for us here so the progressive progressive modern young customer that that basically looks for something different than the typical premium heritage brand or the mass brand that the grandparents or parents were driving somebody who wants to be different who's enjoying who's enjoying driving yeah. also enjoys driving with electric mobility yeah. not just yeah and what's simple. what's your favorite out of the Cooper range Oh, that's an unfair question. It is, I mean, isn't it? <laughs> as, a, as, as somebody working for the brand, I have to say everything. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm actually driving uh, driving a Formentor at the moment, okay. and, and, and I love it probably yeah. because that was the first real standalone Cupra, our our icon. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, we have two cars, and as soon as I can get hold of a Born, I will also yeah. drive a Born. But so far, because of the fact that we have such a high demand by our customers, I rather give it to a customer than driving one myself. That's a good answer. But that would be, <laughs> but that would be actually the second option. Yeah. Because living in Barcelona and driving around in Barcelona, short distances, a small compact car, because parking is a problem, yeah. is a perfect vehicle for the city. Yeah. So that would work perfect. And even with with a range of more than 400 kilometers, you can you can do day trips so i think it's it's meanwhile it's it's not just a car as a second mm. car as it used to be when when electric cars had 50 100 kilometers of range and you didn't know what to do with it now it's really a proper car that you can also use as as a first car for driving so yeah yeah so it's great a nice one okay that was kai vogler from cupra born so um when can we expect the next electric vehicle then um from cupra so uh, Cupra also announced uh, last night that they are going to bring two more battery electric cars to Australia from 2025, and they are the Tavascan, um, which people may have seen competing in the Extreme E. So I'm guessing that's going to be a more sort of commercial production version of that. And also the Urban Rebel. Um, so Cupra's kind of brand image is all about being a rebel with a cause. So this will be its, you know, really underpin that message as uh, the brand sort of moves towards going all electric by 2030. A rebel with a cause. Well, it should be interesting. Um, maybe if they wouldn't want to be a real rebel, they should sort of increase the acceleration. But um, it's probably just as well that I think we've got accelerations <laughs> in the 67 seconds mark because really when it's much faster than that, some people are not too sure how they can control it. Look, just a couple of final questions, Bridie. Um, Cupra is part of the VW group. Um, VW have not brought their own electric car brands out there, although they've got some exciting cars, the ID3, the ID4. Um, there's the um, the ID Buzz, which is like the sort of the modern combi, all electric. Is there any indication whether they're actually going to sort of stop this sort of unofficial embargo on Australia and, and actually start, start bringing in electric vehicles to, us, to this country? 
Yeah, look, I think we're going to start hearing something over the next few months. So that's pretty exciting. And and one thing that uh, Dr. Tiet said was that um, they'd really sat up and take notice with the change of government that it uh, the projections now for the number of electric cars in Australia over coming years is increased and they like the look of that. Well, they must be, and they must be liking the look of the Tesla sales in Australia. I mean, we've been sort of writing on the driven so often about all these wonderful cars that we've gotten to drive over the last sort of half year and year. And I'm thinking particularly about the Ionic 5 and the EV6 and the Volvo XC40. And, and look, there's actually sort of quite a few really good cars out there. But uh, the Polestar 2 um, as well is worth mentioning um, on those sort of mid-priced um, 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 EVs. But um, they just don't have the numbers available for Australian consumers. And Tesla rolls along um, with its Shanghai factory and tells us this week that it's probably going to sell another 20,000 cars by the end of the year, which will That's account for right. about two-thirds of the market at least. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And look, Cupra isn't positioning itself as a volume manufacturer. It wants to sit somewhere between the volume segment and the premium segment. Um, but what it has said is that it's going to guarantee supply to Australia. So... At the moment, they've got um, three cars launched in Australia, varying degrees of using petrol or, or hybrids, um, and then that, that'll be joined by the Bourne. The brand's ambitions are to sell 7,000 cars a year by uh, 2025. Now, what percentage of that is all electric is going to uh, depend on customer demand. Uh, but they have also hinted that if the demand is there, they may add the different battery options for the Cupra Born down the track also. So that'll bring some more affordable options on top of what's already here. Great stuff. Well, we look forward to seeing the... Um, we look forward... Oh. Sorry, great stuff. We look forward to seeing the first car and um, I think we're going to get the first test drives possibly in October. So look forward to um, getting a go in um, one of their vehicles and we'll report back in future. Bridie Schmidt, thank you very much for joining the Driven Podcast. My pleasure. Thank you. And we'll be back uh, next week with another episode of the Driven Podcast. Bye for now. The Driven Podcast was brought to you by Ion Blue. Ion Blue provides 100% renewable carbon neutral energy for your electric vehicle. Many EVs are responsible for significant carbon emissions because Australia's grid is predominantly fossil fuel powered. But for as little as $6 a month, you can clean up your EV. Find out how. Go to ionblue.com.au.